Welcome back, folks, to a Track Club special report. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Jake. I'm here with Khalil. Khalil, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, sunny. It's sunny weather. It's not too cold. Um, and it's the day that we're here to talk about this, which has been kind of brewing. <laughs> yes. When when I say Track Club special report, we, we like to let the news settle down, sit for a couple days before we get in there. We like to collect ourselves, collect our thoughts. Um, we're coming to you on a sleepy Sunday midday, a little <laughs> early afternoon jam here. Um, just going to have a quick little chat about some of the biggest Formula One news that has crossed anyone's desk uh, in quite a while, if not if not really, you know, in, in all the while, as it were. Um, <laughs> ever. <laughs> and... Uh, I suppose I will just go on to say, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you probably know already. Sir Lewis Hamilton has announced that for the 2025 F1 season, so not this coming year, but next year's F1 season, he will be moving on from Mercedes and going over to none other than Ferrari. Uh, And this news dropped middle of this past week there were some rumors there's been rumors of of lewis you know eventually driving for ferrari sort of perpetually like in the air like oh maybe he will because he's Mm -hmm. he's said before that that's like a childhood dream you know every Mm -hmm. quote unquote everyone's a ferrari fan yeah to Um, the point that it's kind of a joke and a meme in certain contexts that it's brought up yes and um it is, but nonetheless, I think mostly a surprise that it happened this soon, especially that the announcement happened this soon, you know, a year in advance. Always interesting for those drivers who know that they're not going to be driving for their same team and maybe are looking for a new team to drive for. So yeah. that's the bombshell news. Khalil, your your reaction, your instant reaction when you, you know, your three days later instant reaction <laughs> when you heard this news um, um, as a Lewis you know, as a big Lewis fan, like many. Yeah, I, I, I think I was, uh, I was, I had felt the surprise, felt the immediate surprise of seeing news that I wasn't expecting, and then the response afterwards, or the feeling afterwards, like you mentioned, that it's news I've seen floating around. I just didn't really know when I would expect to see it, and it's not like right now would be the time. So I was definitely surprised. It was early in the day. Uh, Europeans tend to do things. Um, before we do, uh, because they're up, because they're up. Uh, but that's just to say, like their new, their day had started, their news cycle had started. Um, so the day that the rumors started to bubble, um, and the day the rumors were publicized, was basically the news breaking. Because when it was formal the next morning, um, or maybe even like later on at the end of that day, by the time it was really formal. It, it, it had already been solidified in terms of the types of commentary that was going on, which was how can we believe this is how can, how do you can you believe this is happening and like what do we think uh, the future will be like? Um, I'll say one of my one of my most uh, annoyed reactions, uh, but it's just a product of our times and it's something that we see a lot is uh, on the online is the digit is like the the graphic the superimposed images of lewis on the ferrari outfit like the yes. the, the photoshopped versions of him already back to back with leclerc at, in a ferrari um 
like I already complained about YouTube titles and thumbnails and like that's something that I already see happening enough but it is so annoying to like have all these images very clearly in my head of him in Ferrari and I like I don't get that real life experience of watching it happen in real time when he finally puts the uniform on <laughs> yeah I so feel that's just that. a dumb complaint I think I, I definitely saw it on Instagram a lot too yeah I don't think dumb it was cool back in like 2008 Thanks. when you would have like you know, oh, here's what LeBron would look like if he decided to go to the Utah Jazz. Like, here's his jersey. But now it's like, yeah, like, I could probably figure out how to do this graphic. <laughs> so yeah. what's the point? Like, yes, we can see he's in the shirt, the red shirt. Um, yeah, uh, that makes that a lot is, of sense. That is still going to be a sight to get used to. Yes. Um, and I think that that there's the the regular fan audience of regular people out there. Um and like when I I was on threads more than usual this week um, and wow. seeing people's and see, yeah, yeah and seeing people's commentary even on there. But there's the way everyday people are reacting to it. And then there's also like the world of knowledgeable F1 fans uh, uh, or, or technical followers of the sport. And then there's like the sport itself and the media and the teams. Um, and so there are going to be a lot of storylines to just be watching and a lot of commentary about this because he is the biggest name in the sport. I mean, we, you, we, the point is already clear, obviously, but he's the biggest name in the sport. Ferrari is the biggest manufacturer name in the sport. Um, and, and the sport is also at a peak of uh, yes, it's at its peak of popularity right now and in the years of kind of proving that it can sustain that. Um, mm. So this storyline, I, I think one question I wanted to pose to you or one thing I just wanted to comment on was like, where, like where, it's a rhetorical question of where did Ferrari come up with all this money? Mm -hmm. um, and I think, that, that I think I compared them to Mercedes and thinking that uh, Mercedes relies on its sale of road cars and like the rest of it, the, the rest of that side of its business. Whereas Ferrari has a different kind of model. Um, and they just had like two new hyper cars announced. Um, and one of them won Le Mans, you know? Right. So, yeah. Um, you're alluding to the fact that now it has surfaced. That looks like the contract is going to be a hundred million dollars a year for Hamilton. So, I'll just, uh, that kind of, uh, nicely leads into my, my reaction a little bit, because I was kind of thinking like, why now? Um, and, and I think the answers are, are, are not that hard to come up with, mm -hmm. but, um, it's no secret that Lewis is, is not young anymore. Um, he's had a long and obviously the most illustrious career, um, yeah. already. And I do think, as I said earlier, that he wanted to drive for Ferrari before his career was over. So I think the question is, and this is something we can't really know unless somebody comes out and says it, which haven't heard of yet. But the question is, is this sort of Lewis jumping to Ferrari at the right time for him? Or is it jumping at the right time for what he thinks Ferrari's state is? So hmm. by that, I mean... Does he see that maybe Mercedes isn't where he wants to be, so he knows his career is not, you know, not going to last that much longer? And so no matter what Ferrari's state is, he wants to get in there and at least be competitive? Because, of course, I'm talking about it like, oh, this guy's, oh, it's Lewis Wash. Like, no, he isn't. <laughs> we know he isn't. He's very, very good. He's one of, if not, you know, he's one of the best, if not still, you know, among, maybe the best, who knows, considering how good the rebel car is but 
He's an extremely competitive presence on the grid. We know that you can be competitive for well longer than Lewis, you know, for even older than Lewis because of what we've seen from Alonzo. Right. So, but, but still maybe he sees the, the, you know, end a little farther down. Mm -hmm. Well, on the other hand, if I may, on the other hand, maybe he knows something we don't know about Ferrari's development and they're like in a really good spot. And he thinks maybe this is more of sort of a mid-career style decision-making where it's like, my team isn't where it needs to be. This team is, and they are wanting me. And then finally, now that I know how much he's being paid, <laughs> well, there you go. That can be a decision <laughs> yeah, quite go. easy for you. $100 million a year. That's almost double his Mercedes number, which I believe was around $55 million a year. Jeepers. So creepers. where did Ferrari get the money? I don't know. I mean, they're really rich. Um, mm-hmm. they're, they're, and I think that they're... I think that it's been a little while since they've made a big splash with a driver since... <laughs> I was since, about to say they've been saving money on science, I'm sure. Yeah, like since Vettel joined Ferrari, like other than that, it's mm-hmm. been obviously the Leclerc promotion was big because he's the young talent, but the science signing was like, oh, okay, that's nice, good for them. And then yeah. he was okay with them. But this is like, oh my goodness, wow. Right. And so I think it's worth the money. Um, so yeah, I'm interested to see which of these, I'm obviously praying for it to be the middle one where Ferrari's development is amazing, excuse me, is amazing. And Lewis is like, got to get over there. But Mm -hmm. I think it's more of a combo of all of them. Oh my gosh, dude. I just realized we totally foreshadowed this with our, um, with the, our, with our photo, with our like cover art for the podcast, the little red car. Yeah. I I remember always thinking about that in the beginning. I was like, dang, this red car feels kind of Ferrari. Yeah, like, but I've, now I've had that you could throw before. your Mercedes sweatshirt in the trash. Yeah, honestly, I won't kidding. I won't put it there. And the good thing is it's black. Hey, it's good. The good thing is it's black. Um, yeah, I'm I'm glad I'm not. And the thing is, I wouldn't have part of why I like part of why I enjoyed being a Mercedes fan, like as a default one because of Lewis um, and their success. Like I was definitely a bandwagoner for for what they had going on. Um, that their color scheme was real simple to adopt. I don't do a lot of neons. I don't want to have a whole bunch of orange in my closet. It just yeah. isn't how I live. Um, <laughs> um, That's fair. How do you feel about bright red? <laughs> What? Yeah, exactly. Like, at least I have a couple of things like that because, because other, because like, um, I guess it's a little more, a little more common than bright orange. Um, but I also thought about the, and you, and you kind of, you drew this conclusion, which was that one of my reactions on day one, which I thought I pictured myself being like Stephen A having like being like, no, he definitely. Um, but I remember thinking he definitely would not have signed that contract at that level and the amount of backdoor shit and and formal like professional contractual shit that they do um there's no way that he didn't see there's no way he didn't look at charts and graphs like that's how of i thought course. of it in the moment oh. i was like oh because of how he is as a driver and also because of the the the, the stakes um uh on the line when they sign these contracts when they make these moves he it wouldn't have been a conversation and a and a, and a, a real heart to heart um and a discussion about like a, a a training regiment like he would have known like what the expected like output and braking power and 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 shit like and they, how are they going to deal how are they going to deal with the tires i wonder what pirelli you know i wonder if they have to consult pirelli during their contracts and be like yo we're trying to make a big move for the next 4 years are your yeah. tires going to be are your tires going to be all right for the next 4 years cuz we got a lot of money on the line yeah I think the thing about this, um, just one other thing is, mm-hmm. I agree with you 
that they definitely looked at charts and graphs, um, <laughs> you know, spreadsheets, figures, all sorts of stuff. Um, that said, uh, I think that for Ferrari, they have to make a nice proposal. But at the end of the day, the back of their minds, they know that this is going to be good for them, period, because yeah. they get to have a Lewis. I mean, look, like you said, Ferrari's the biggest brand in F1. It's one of the biggest, most 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 recognizable brands in the world of any mm-hmm. type. Um, and Lewis is one of the most recognizable professional athlete people. So it's like, does either one need to boost their profile? No, but basically this is the only way either one could boost their profile. Mm-hmm. Other than if Ferrari signed Max, that would be the only semi-equivalent one. But I think this is like a little bit more... Like, I think everyone's, other than, like, people who are diehard Mercedes fans, which I'm looking forward to all the people who uh, pretended that they were diehard Mercedes fans, mm-hmm. but were actually Lewis fans, who now have to skulk over to the to the Ferrari side. <laughs> um, but for them, you know, for a true Mercedes fan, uh, you know, sorry. But for most people, I think that like for people who are like fans of the sport of F1 more so than any individual team or individual driver, I think this is like kind of the most like, oh, like kind of bubbly feeling news where it's like, wow, like we're going to watch Lewis drive for Ferrari. It's like pretty exciting. I'm very excited. I mean, I'm a Ferrari fan, but I think ultimately I'm I got there by by being interested in F1 as a whole. Mm-hmm. And so I think even if I weren't a Ferrari fan, I would be very excited about this news. But it'll be nice to root for Lewis. I've been I've been a little bit of a hater before, but I'm I'm willing to uh, put let by, by, bygones be bygones. Good. So as as you let bygones be bygones, I will butter that bread. I'll follow that point up with something I was looking for right before we started uh, the just Hamilton stats at Mercedes from 2013 to now yeah, um, to speak to how incredibly ridiculous and successful of a driver he is. Um, it seems like the appropriate time, given that we don't c- claim to be a news source or anything like that. feels like an appropriate time to just point to the illustriousness of his time at Mercedes and just kind of look mm. forward to what Ferrari is hoping, you know, he can, you know, give them a couple more years of. 222 starts, 82 wins, 78 pole positions, 53 fastest laps, 148 podiums. Wow. 222 starts, 148 of them podiums. And take of this number what you will, or make it what you will, 3,726.5 points. Wow, okay. Um, you know, 3,000 of, 3,700 of most th- things is just a lot of it. Yep. Um, and six titles. Um, his first in 2014 and his most recent in 2020. Um, and so I, I forget if I use this expression just now, but it's sort of a match made in heaven um, short of Ferrari's technical development. <laughs> you know, we'll see if they get there, but it's a match made in heaven in terms of the two marquee names. It's almost like a traditional, it's like a real classic moment. Um, yes. I think Kimi Raikkonen and, or Vettel leaving was the last classic moment like this. Um, and this yeah. one's much bigger. Um I mean, look, Lewis winning his eighth title in the Ferrari red would be just about the coolest possible thing in F1. 
yeah. other than for me personally, Charles winning his first title, but whatever. Um, <laughs> well, I think honestly, that that would be kind of similar to like when Tiger Woods won the 2019 Masters tournament after like being kind of non, like it would not be the same because of a variety of reasons. Funnily enough, uh, Tiger did achieve this while wearing his Sunday red uniform. Hmm. Um, so that would be pretty, uh, in, it's an interesting analogy, but like the guy who was at the top of the sport, like undisputed best in the sport, then had like a, a fallow period f- for very different reasons, each of them, and for different periods of time. But to like return to the top in this very special way for Lewis being on Ferrari, for Tiger at the time, doing it at the Masters where he won his mm-hmm. first uh, major championship, that would be like, I could kind of see that feeling because I remember watching that uh, Tiger Woods win and just being like beside myself with disbelief more than excitement. And I think that would kind of be, although, you know, Be- over the course of a season long, uh, season long thing, it's a little bit of a different type of feeling, but right. it would be pretty cool. So, yeah. Well, the, and, and well, the culmination of it, or rather the, the, the ongoing experience of it, um, you'd experience it differently, but you know, the feeling you described is something I can imagine having too, watching him do that. And I was going to ask, I think there are a few kind of um, talking points that we can talk about in, in the next longer episode as we transition into this next season. Uh, and, and and just to tell the audience or the listeners um, that that's, you know, the next episode we'll talk a little bit about the preseason and what to expect uh, in terms of timelines for car launches and what we think of the upcoming season. But um I was going to say that one thing I was going to ask about was comparing this moment for Lewis like Lebr- LeBron's, like LeBron, the time in LeBron's career now, or Michael Jordan when he made his moves returning to the sport. Um, so the fact that you mentioned Tiger Woods um, and the period that I wasn't even thinking about um, as a comparison here felt felt really apt. Um, so that was one like conversation I was going to bat around for you next time. Um, and I was yeah. also going to say we could talk about what of... Carlos Sainz now and what of Mercedes? I think those yes. are two big questions and, and things that are just going to be prevalent all season long, um, no matter what. And uh, we won't know anything. We won't really know until 2025. Um, even once we've seen new contracts and new cars, we won't really know until things are underway over a year from now. So a lot yeah. to look forward to in that respect. Indeed, yes. Definitely a lot more to get into, both on the Lewis Ferrari front and on the ramifications elsewhere in the sport. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But uh, we will get to all of that and more in the coming episodes of Track Club. This was a Track Club special report. Khalil, any final things to add before we uh, send it into the last hours of the weekend? Uh, nope. I just need you to uh, tell me where to where to go vintage shopping in Manhattan so I can try to find an old Ferrari jacket. I know. Um, we maybe we could go maybe we could go on a hunt together, find nice. some stuff. Honestly, yeah. would we have any luck in Connecticut? I don't know. I can keep my eyes peeled. All right. (laughs) Cool. But not like an orange because Ferrari is red. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, What's a red fruit? I'm peeling apples, bro. Gala apples. Uh, Yes. I'm peeling maraschino, baby. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I'm going to ship you a thousand maraschino cherries to, (laughs) to celebrate. Lewis's move to the Ferrari Red. That'll be um, the new office prank. Um, like red solo cups filled with maraschino cherries. Yes. Um, oh, perfect. All right. Don't leave your room. You won't Lewis believe Andy. what's all over your floor. All right, folks. <laughs> thanks very much for listening. We'll be back 
this coming week with a f- some further F1 discussion and more. Have a great, I don't know, whenever you're listening to this, whatever time it is, have a great that time. Yeah.